One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the NXT 2.0 review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to review everything that happened on last night's episode of NXT 2.0. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review NXT 2.0, but pay-per-views premium live events we have interviews roundtable discussions and a round of the week complete with a bunch of quiz of course on wrestle culture as i said they're joined by sidgwick to review nxt oh michael hamlet enjoying a well-earned day off and it still is 2.0 just it is it's nxt 2.0 and literally everything but name there's some stupidity on there not much horny action no mm, disapproving some really great in-ring action that's spoiled by the whole presentation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, just inexplicable booking. Terrible characters. <laughs> the continuation of this, like, teen drama that they're trying to make it. And some, you know, decent to great in-ring action. Everything I earnestly and ironically enjoy remains. Yeah, it was it, watching this show, like you say, some absolutely sensational stuff in-ring on this. Um, but as well, more importantly, arguably, the glimpse into the fact that, you know, sometimes when they're like, okay, we'll keep doing the silly bollocks because we're here for the next two weeks. And then when it goes all dark and scully and what have you. Scully. Yes. <laughs> then we'll, you know, dial that back a bit. But they seem to be like the beginnings of stuff here. I'm like, oh, so you're telling me there's a chance. Here we go. Uh, right, let's start at the beginning of the show because I sense you're going to have something to say about this because the show opened with a recap of what happened uh, last week, last week in particular, of course, Solo Sokoa winning the North American Championship as a surprise opponent uh, for Carmelo Hayes after he tried to kill Wesley backstage with Trick Williams. Um, and then we see them being called, and the new NXT logo and all that, and then we see them being called into Shawn Michaels' office, who says, look, guys, uh, the results of last week just can't stand. I mean, Solo, you weren't even one of the people that was optional for people to vote for to challenge for this title. You, therefore, cannot be the North American champion. He sympathizes with Sokoa. He says, look, I've been there. It sucks, but rules are rules. And Sokoa says, you know what? I get it. Uh, Hands over the North American championship. He vacates it, uh, handing it over to Shawn Michaels. And Shawn Michaels wishes him luck on his uh, career and the main roster and all that. Uh, Sokoa turns to Hayes and says, <laughs> told you I had next. And Hayes smirks and says, yeah, you had next. And says, thanks, HBK. You're a good guy. Thanks for making the right decision. Hand me my belt. Shawn Michaels is like, taking a piss. 
He says, anytime you think you're bigger than the business, he said, but we could say, this business, it's going to slap you in the face. And he announces, instead, there's going to be a six-man ladder match at Halloween Havoc that Hayes can qualify for. Um for the North American Championship. Sige, what did you make of Solo Sokoa being stripped of the North American title? It's just awesome that WWE makes sense finally now that Vince McMahon's gone. That's the best thing about it. That is, in fact, borderline par- tantamount to a religious experience for some people. I'm like, <laughs> God, it makes sense. I can feel my engorged cock ready to burst because this is uh, it's halfway logical product now. Oh, my God, rejoice. <laughs> Bow down to the king, Papa H. This makes no sense, does it? It makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. A little note on the performance before I bury the booking. I have not seen Shawn Michaels act this listless and devoid of personality in any kind of joie de vivre mm. since he called Bret Hart versus Sid <laughs> at the uh, December 1996 in your house, the name of which escapes me. What happened to that guy? Mm. <laughs> he used to have uh, loads of charisma. Now he doesn't. Mm. What the hell happened to that guy? I'll tell you what pissed me off as well. Before, Even before we get to the thing I'm going to bury that everyone's been burying, and justifiably so, is that his, uh, his, his, his eyes are narrowed. You know, one of them's, you know, mm. one of them's narrowed and the other one, I don't know what the other one does. Um, and he's like saying, well, you know, business will slap you Back, you cocky, you arrogant. Mm. The business will outlive you. You're not bigger than the business. And as a result, he had that little uh, cocky kind of, ah, I'm hiding something here. The big reveal. This is going to be defended (laughs) in a ladder match. Just the idea that Shawn Michaels has got something up his sleeve and it's a ladder. (laughs) His arm's a ladder. He doesn't have anything like that up his sleeve. It's ridiculous. He's like, yeah, I've got just the thing for this. Is it a ladder match, Shawn? Yeah, it is, actually. How do you know? Because (laughs) you f***ing book them all the f***ing time. The idea that he was, like, being sly, that he had this (laughs) great gift to sort of benevolently bestow upon us. And it was like secretive. I've got the answer. It's the only answer you've got, buddy. So that pissed me off. This book is ridiculous. It's uh, it's not as bad as him surrendering the title because he doesn't want to defend it anymore. That was the worst, but it is only one step up from that. That's one. Yeah, it's ridiculous. The idea that you know, no, no. the guy played. I know they tried to address it later, but it still didn't make any sense. His music was queued up. The referee, who has an earpiece that directly communicates with the back, hence why we know that it can go injury, mm-hmm. bring out some doctors. This brawl is getting out of hand, bring out some security. There's a two-way communication system, mm-hmm. right? Why didn't one of those ways communicate to the referee, don't sanction this? Why didn't Triple A uh, Shawn Michaels himself come out and say, this isn't sanctioned, this match can't possibly happen? That's ridiculous in mm-hmm. itself. So the idea now that they are making up as they go along, to the absolute insult to my intelligence, is that the match wasn't sanctioned. Uh, sorry. Uh. Our bad, I think. <laughs> Even though we did everything that would suggest it was sanctioned by actually putting the match on. It wasn't sanctioned, so it's not yours. A defense of that title by Solo Sikoa was sanctioned yeah. on SmackDown. I didn't think about that. Five days ago. <laughs> so what if you'd have lost it? 
Well, what, what would he have lost, Ed? Why did they sanction that match if he wasn't the rightful champion? Because they make it up as they go along. There's two, there's three schools of thought here, right? One, actually there's four. They hate you and they think you're thick. To this day, I think that's true. That's yeah. a possibility. Number two, they just wanted the photo op where the bloodline have all got the belts, but not Sammy. And look at how this Solo Sikawa, who you are going to receive as a star now, is a champion. It won't be next week, and we'll do some bollocks explanation. But here he is looking like a champion, and he's kind of a champion still, if you think about it. So that's two. Three, um, they are that stupid to think this is a good idea, and they weren't kind of doing it for the optics of a picture. They just thought this was a good idea to do. That they themselves are as thick as they think we are. That's another possibility. Four, Fox have went, don't put that NXT stuff. Don't, like, we've got stars, and if they lose to the your developmental brand, which you called it this week, Triple H, is it developmental this week, or is it a third brand? Because you change your answer all the time. I just can imagine a Fox exec screaming down his neck. So which is it? Which is it, Paul? And he's like, oh, it's developmental now. Right, well, we can't have that on this big-time network show. It's like, right, okay, I'll... I make the moves. I'm sorry, Fox. I'm sorry. Yeah, you will be. Right? I, I don't know. All I know is that it's absolute nonsense and this idea that WWE wouldn't be stupid anymore. From day one, I've been beating this drum, Adam Wilborn. From mm. day one. Guess what? I was right. I'll give one tiny bit of praise and then I'll join you in this quite right, quite right burial of all this. The only, will you? Yes, because the only okay. thing... I think dumber than doing this would be to have had Solo Sokoa in that ladder match because clearly they've got designs on him to be a part of the bloodline on the main roster. He's gone there now. That's it. He's on the main roster. So just to have him come back for one night in NXT in a ladder match against the, let's be honest, greener guys of NXT to drop this title, A, you don't want to see him lose it's all you know the bloodline can remain strong in storyline by saying well we got screwed by the authority but you know we don't lose none of us lose and then when you know, people start losing etc etc but yeah that just this feels like tempting fate to be like it's all right we'll just put you in one ladder match we'll maybe have you do one bump like that's the story of Sonus goes out for six months with a really bad injury from this ladder match but having said that it doesn't justify everything you've just laid out there because like you say what if so if Madcap Moss had won on Friday what happens then what did you say sorry Madcap you can't have that title we're going to take that yeah. back what, what well look I won it in a sanctioned match hmm. therefore it belongs to me Wilborn this booking in this storyline was sufficiently stupid enough without you inventing another stupid thing that they could have done granted they could have said, all right, Solo Sokoa, you are going to be a golfer now. That wouldn't happen. It would be stupid, but it wouldn't happen. It's annoying as well because I was thinking when we, when it happened last week, I was like, that's a really exciting development. It and was, a it way was to... stupid last week as well because he was a baby face. Well, yes, granted, but I was just hoping for a way to get Carmelo Hayes, and I sense that's the way he's heading anyway. Carmelo Hayes on the main roster, and it would be a hell of an ad advert for, for NXT, the new version of NXT, to have Solo Sokoa, Carmelo Hayes go 10, 15 minutes on SmackDown, but clearly that's not going to happen. That would be a far better idea than, look at the stupid, nonsensical, retconned booking we do on Tuesday nights. Watch it, please. <laughs> yeah. Why would I? Why would I? And also, you know, you, you're forgetting wow. about, it's been a whole, hang on, checks notes. Uh, 
five months since we've had a ladder match for the North American Championship. I remember because I was there for it over WrestleMania weekend. So, yeah, they're... They love this shit. In more ways than one, they're going back to the old NXT, aren't they? Triple H and Shawn Michaels, between the pair of them, do something. Build a character and put them on a real convincing path. Actually, they did that with Drew McIntyre, and they shagged that as well. Anyway, let's talk about some good stuff from the show, because what came next was the second match in the Best of Three series, well, if we need it, between Nathan... Nathan Fraser! Nathan Fraser! And, of course, Axiom. <laughs> Not a comment on the wrestler. Very talented, just comic book guy. Um, lot of pressure on this. Lot of stuff to live up to after the first uh, outing. Obviously, Axiom Wonderlup. up, so we were hoping Nathan Fraser were, was going to tie things up, and he did. But uh, jaw-dropping stuff. Before I even run through this, I was my my expectations were high, but holy bleep, uh, you know, this was class, absolutely class. Uh, they start off. Incredibly fast, of course, these two. Backslide from Fraser. Series of roll-ups, uh, each getting two. Uh, Axiom goes to the ankle, but Fraser escapes. There's a standoff. Uh, a bridging Northern Lights suplex, which was beautiful to see. Gives Axiom a two. Uh, and then Fraser just drop kicks him out of the air. Oh, my God. Uh, Axiom bails the floor. That takes us to a break. Um, when we come back, Axiom ducks a clothesline, Pele kick, sets up for that finisher of his and runs right into a huge super kick uh, from Nathan Fraser for two and a half, basically. Um, Axiom gets in with a DDT, though, uh, goes for the label lock. Fraser has to scratch and claw, but gets his foot on the ropes and Axiom just stamps on the back of his head for good measure. And then the finishing sequence. Oh, superplex from Nathan Fraser, holds on, does another, you know, Falcon Arrow sort of twisting suplex thing here. Then a backflip off the top rope. Phoenix splash for the one, two, three. Yes, please. A third match between these two. Yeah, absolutely. This is absolutely goddamn tremendous. And I'm going to criticize something here. That's got little, no, in fact, nothing to do with the match itself. Put Nathan Fraser on the main roster. Like, yeah. He'll blow people's minds. He just works his style. Like The big problem, and we said this, is that Triple H is currently in the process of trying to get the live crowds to really get into wrestling again. It's like by hook or by crook, like it's like making them smoke 200 tabs. <laughs> yes. By making them watch like 20 minute matches on Raw. Like you'll like it. You will like it. You will like it. You will like it. Um, Frazier on this form and he's still so young and he's still got so many excellent years ahead of him. And, you know, what does he need to develop for? He's already one of the best talents in the entire company. Yeah. And there's no um, stylistic divide between the main roster and NXT anymore because we know it's all Triple H's. Um, He's not trying to get good wrestling to happen away from the eyes of Vince McMahon so he can be cool on Reddit. That's not what's happening anymore. (laughs) So it's not as if he kind of has to hide the good wrestling from Vince. So just put put him on the main roster. He obviously needs some kind of wacky gimmick to look at the hard camera no, he doesn't actually put him on there because he's so awesome that if you put him on Raw and just say, we've basically signed um, the best overnight sensation in all of wrestling and the most promising young talent, vignette, vignette, put him over, put him over out the ass. He's the best, you know. This guy is an absolute physical freak. He's the fastest. Um, He's skilled in so many different disciplines. He will literally blow your mind. You say he's trained by Seth Rollins as well. Yeah, and then you've got an inbuilt story. Yeah. Exactly, Wilborn, great point. Inbuilt story, and that they don't even have to touch for a while. 
and a star might be born and you might get people reacting to literally every minute of a WWE main roster match and not just the last three because this kid is absolutely special. The momentum in this match was traded back and forth as suddenly as a light switch going on and off. It was ridiculous. It was so impactful as well. It didn't feel choreographed, even though it kind of obviously was. All wrestling is. It just felt like, to those who haven't seen it, this is an actual recommendation. Yeah. Go and watch it if you only listen to this for the bollocks and the impressions. <laughs> it was so great. They, you've, they've got something so much better as well, and you might even get it when they do the rubber. Like, every single... Not even mistakes were taken advantage of. Like, every single opening. Like, if you didn't pin the shoulders down to the mat, clobber them with full force in the face, or get a submission and really sort of cinch it in. If you gave a fraction of an opening to the opponent in that match, it was like like a light switch capitalized upon. And then if they give away um, sort of a tilt or if they didn't get all of their weight, that would be sort of the turn them over if the momentum was not quite on their side, even though they just successfully counted something Mm. else. Like, it was magic, this. Pro wrestling magic, and it was still NXT, so it's still ruined by the presentation and the the shouting, the fact that Axiom is a math superhero. If you can disassociate from, like, the really sort of migraine-inducing audio-visual component to NXT... This was sensational pro wrestling. Yeah, really good stuff. And we get another one, obviously, because it's tied up at one all. Uh, then we get a, a little vignette from Alba Fire talking about Mandy Rose's title reign. She says, time as champion has been historic, but last week when we locked eyes, I saw into your soul and saw you were scared. Um, I'm going to be the one to take your title and burn your empire to the ground. We cut to toxic attraction and Mandy trying to shake all this off and saying to the rest of them, I'm fine. I'm going to beat Fallon Henley next week and then I'm going to deal with without uh, Alba when I can. Uh, I did like what came next with Damon Kemp, a bit of an explanation for everything that's gone on with Diamond Mine, and uh, he's, he's taking his Diamond Mine shirt off, and he's drawing a big red X on it, and he, yeah, he runs us through it step by step, his plan, not just turning on the creeds and costing them, and, and et cetera, et cetera, uh, but also framing Roderick Strong for being on the take from Tony D. It was actually him, the one who's taking money uh, from the Dan. Um, then, of course, Roderick Strong found out and Kemp panicked and thought he's going to tell the Creeds. So he destroyed his phone, so he didn't have any more evidence. And then he destroyed him. And he said, you know what? I know you pissed off Creed Brothers. I know you want to really kill me and get your hands on me. And I will fight you, but not both of you. Two on one. I'm not an idiot. I'll fight you one at a time. One of you in the ring. Even that's not a heel thing, but carry on. <laughs> yes. One of you in the ring, and one of you has to be barred from ringside. Ivy Nile saw this. She's about to have a match. She was furious, but she needs to focus on the t- tag match. But I did like this as an explanation. If I was the writer who penned this, I would absolutely 100 million percent showboat, much like this segment kind of did, about how really quite nicely it was plotted, how various characters who were sort of on the periphery of the narrative had sort of um, interacted with it and affected it. This is quite nice by sports entertainment standards. It really was. So if I'm the writer, I would say, yes, you're going to get a massive exposition dump because it'll kind of lay bare all of my really quite well thought out work. It was just quite funny because it can never be great because it is the Fed that, one, the heel go, I won't fight you two on one, but one on one, I'll kick your ass. That's not really a heel characteristic. <laughs> yes. But regardless, um, and I loved at the end the little um, the outline 
as um, Eddie Kingston calls it on the other channel. That's all you get from me today, guys. A very thorough explanation of my actions. <laughs> that leaves no doubt whatsoever about my motives and very elegantly plotted story. That's all you're going to get from me. That's all you're going to get. Like, like everything then. Cheers. Jesus Christ. The next direction, how we got here, my motivations, all this little stick. That's all you get. That is all Always leaving them wanting. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, Kemp himself is not good, I don't think. As a promo, it just feels like a guy playing a part. Mm. But the writing was genuinely good by NXT yeah. 2.0 standards. Uh, and then we got the uh, other bit of diamond mine in her match. Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley taking on... Talk, toxic attraction, uh, but yes, the story of this match is Ivy Nile is still preoccupied by what Damon Kemp has gone and done. Um, some decent offense from Nile and Paxley. They staggered Dolene with a drop kick, but she uh, fought right back with a running clothesline. Jane came in, kicks, backsplash for two, but Paxley managed to fight out of an armbar. Uh, Ivy Nile got the hot tag and just ran wild, took out JC. Knocked Gigi down, hit JC with a running kick in the corner. Gut wrench suplex, cover. Gigi breaks it up. Uh, Paxley gets hit with a back suplex. Um, and then JC comes in, hits Ivy with a beautiful shot to the jaw. In comes Gigi. They take over. Um, but then you know, Ivy starts fighting back with shots to both. She gets shoved to the floor. Gigi rolls her back in. Paxley's been taken out in the midst of all this. JC tags in and they hit that double team elimination for the one, two, three. This match honestly just kind of existed to me until the finish, which I thought was uh, flimsy in the execution of those kicks. Did little for me, and the glaring poor execution kind of undid it all by the finish. Yes, I didn't really buy into Vic Joseph's, well, the rest of the women's tag division on notice. It's a bit like... Is there one? A bit like... What? <laughs> Uh, but what I did enjoy came next because it's time for the jizzing. Oh, God, this is awful. You got jizzing all over the ring. Um, <laughs> Why is it stacks? <laughs> what if it stacks there? Um, I hope I see stacks today. I'm, I hope he pops uh, in. Um, Mick Jagger and uh, Robbie Fowler are there with uh, with Joe Gacy. Um, and they went, went very wordy with their. Vibbles. Yes, his usual bollocks. Uh, this, uh, sorry, last week, says Mick Jagger, uh, signifies the end of the opportunity for this. Uh, it's time to pick a side. They won't turn the cheek anymore. Anyone not sitting in the shade under the Jim's tree uh, has, has been warned. Uh, Robbie Fowler says, for those of you bold enough to sit with us, you have nothing to fear. We'll never abandon you. The road to peace and inclusivity is a bumpy one, but their goal is to make the world a better place. And then Joe Gacy says, you brought it all on yourselves. Change can be scary, uh, but we've given everyone ample time to accept this change, and everyone's going to see the world through our eyes, whether you want to or not. And then he turns his attention to Cameron Grimes. He says, I've given you multiple chances but uh, this world only responds to a firm hand. Grimes has made a life-altering decision um, to him and to anyone who refuses to listen. The wrath of the Gideon is imminent. Thoughts on this promo first before we get the fallout? It completely passed me by because I was cringing too hard to register the words, and I continue to feel like excruciatingly embarrassed for and incredibly sympathetic towards the three extremely talented guys who have been saddled with this nonsense. Yeah, especially because I follow um, both of them on Twitter and James Drake keeps posting these workout photos of like his legs 
or his just his rippling abs or whatever. And I'm like, you poor bastard. Look how much effort you're putting yeah. in. You look incredible. And A, half the time you have to spout this bollocks. And B, when you do wrestle, you're wearing stuff that covers all of that up. I know. Like, he's got these huge legs. i got tree trunk. Like, the thighs on him are ridiculous. I saw a photo. And like I say, he's, he's probably got, like, 1% body fat. And they're like, yeah, put a top on. Yeah. What? It's for, uh, just they're useless, man. They are absolutely useless. Uh, but speaking of abs... The creative, I mean. Uh, it was time for Idris Anofi and Malik Blade. They ran down uh, to get into it with the day edgy. Uh, and then we got them uh, against each other. Um, and uh, I thought it was a good showing from uh, Idris Anofi and Malik Blade and potential for them to be uh, the threesome with Cameron Grimes to take on. Um, Blade came in, high crossbody to both men. Uh, big flip dive to the floor to take both of them out, take us to a break early on. When we come back, come back, got to give the people what they want. And that's a jism hug on the outside. Um, they beat up um, Malik Blade, uh, but he finally managed to slip through the legs and gets a hot tag to Idris Anofe to come in and clean house. They actually got a near fall. They hit a sort of like a heart attack, but it's a guillotine leg drop that Blade hits. Um, but near fall from that, the Dyer cuts them off. Um, Malik Blade goes to hit the ropes. He gets low bridge, gets sent to the outside, and then Inofe gets double teamed by the Dyad. Um, Reed hit a Canadian destroyer uh, by jumping the back off of Fowler and hitting it on Inofe. That looked great. Uh, and then they hit that, uh, what's it called, ticket to mayhem finisher of theirs to get the victory to dominate. Yet again, Wilborn, your rundown was so, so much more dramatic and impactful than the match itself, <laughs> which I thought was just bang average, if I'm being perfectly honest. Um, I'll tell you one thing. A couple of the lads on this program have been watching on uh, Wednesday nights. Right on our, you know what I mean? There was, um, they do the Lucha Brothers spot, I don't know if you noticed this, and you know what, I don't begrudge them. They're probably so sick of their lives working this absolute rubbish gimmick that doesn't flatter them. Poor Zach Gibson with his goddamn cane contact lens. He looks like an asshole, and I feel so sorry <laughs> for him. So if they've just said, look, can we do the Lucha Brothers spot, even though it's a baby face spot, and they're meant to be working heel, mm. they probably shouldn't have done it in character, but I do not begrudge them no. actually trying to get some validation and a pop for their work because they are getting squandered. And there's another one later on that we'll get to as well. <laughs> A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be 
big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Uh, then we got uh, clips uh, highlighting the NXT debut of one of our new favorites, Quincy Elliott. Uh, and a video with Roxanne Perez talking up a match with uh, Miko Satamora from recently. Uh, she said you know, it was respectful, but she wanted to see when she challenged Miko where she stood. Uh, she was nervous. She'd never been hit harder in her life. She still got bruises from it. Um, but and she may have lost the match. She gained Miko's respect. Uh, and Miko Satamora puts Roxanne Perez over. Really tough fighting spirit. Uh, the day is near when Roxy will become a champion. Uh, but then, of course, we see Cora Jade, who's about to be in action, uh, attack on Roxy with the, the kendo stick. Miko save. And uh, Roxy says the next time we meet... It'll be a more tougher, more determined Roxanne Perez. Good. She needs a bit of an edge. She her. she does. This didn't really um, deepen my investment in the storyline. We've been here. Yeah. When we've done it. So they're just, yeah, trying to make her more, less of the, the white meat baby face of Bailey when she was scared to use yes, a kendo yeah. stick, basically. They've been down this road before. And that was awful. Uh, Cora Jade versus Wendy Chu followed that. Uh, Wendy Chu, a lot more serious nowadays, of course. Maybe she should be, maybe she should be more lighthearted. And she wouldn't be a jobber getting beaten four minutes. Mm. Took her down to start. Sent Jade outside for a dive, but got taken down by the hair. Uh, she hit uh, Jade with a German suplex, but then missed a charge in the corner. Um, and then Jade hits her with that DDT. And yeah, gets a very rapid victory here over Wendy Chu, who gets salt rubbed into her wounds because when she finally recovers enough to stand up, she turns around into a pump kick from Lash Legends. Jesus, uh, it's a bad night for her. Look, I can never be pleased. If this had a went 12 minutes, right, I would say it went six minutes too long mm-hmm. or four minutes too long. I understand this. I acknowledge this. I own up to this. At the same time, I've had to watch Wendy Chu be pretty much insufferable <laughs> with her terrible pranks and her just really grating line deliveries throughout that program with Stratton, which she won, correct? Well, she won the lights out match. Yeah, she won the last match. Yeah, I don't yeah know so if she, she won. Was, uh, yeah, that's the end. I know, but it's like they could argue that they've. I think they were one all. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. She won the rubber match, yeah, the one that counts. So it's just what a waste of time that was for me. Why is Tiffany? Where's Tiffany gone? Exactly. Hopefully she's getting primed for the main roster where she belongs, which is great. Um, but yeah, just I'll complain either way. So I do feel like a hypocrite or just a dickhead saying this, but like four minutes. Look, there's a regime change. There's a creative change. There's a vision change. Wendy Chu possibly or probably isn't in it, so I can halfway understand that they've given up on her. 
but it's I don't watch this for like good management technique. <laughs> yes. I meant to watch this as something worth investing in and the idea that oh yeah, they don't care about her. Well he did three months ago when I was asked to, so piss mm-hmm. off. Uh, Bron Breaker, the NXT champion, gets interviewed by Mackenzie Mitchell. First of all, thanking the fans for voting him the top superstar in NXT. Tony D was robbed. Um, and then he uh, starts talking about the number one contenders match set for later on. Tyler Beat versus Diane McDonough. And um, put him over, over really well. Um, and when pushed for a prediction, said, I think Tyler Bates is going to win. And I went, oh, cool. So JD McDonough's yeah, yeah, winning yeah, the main yeah. event. Um, and then we see Carmelo Hayes getting fired up backstage. Trick Williams goes to give him a bit of a pep talk like he needs it. And then they storm towards the ring. Uh, before we see that, though, uh, we get Oro Mensa, who uh, has been teased. He was going to be making his debut tonight in NXT. And uh, his debut is now a qualifying match for the North uh, American Championship ladder match against Grayson, Bloody Waller, and Mensa. Um, talks about his background. Came across quite well, I thought. And uh, and yes, that he was gonna he was gonna well, he vowed to qualify. We'll see how he got on a little bit later. I like Oro Mensa. Yes, I've not really seen. It. I know he's in the NXT UK, but uh, a little bit green, but promising nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, before we get to his match, though, we get a promo. Yes, from uh, from Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. Uh, Trick tells everyone to shut their mouths when the A champion is speaking. I love him so much. Yeah, they they work so well. Um, I'm hoping what happened here. My only explanation is, well, they're just getting him to put people over on his way out because he's going to the main roster because look at them together. And now, as I said on the news to Andy, there's hope for that these two won't be split as soon as they're on the main roster for more than two minutes. Um, Mello says, vote or no vote, I'm still the biggest superstar in NXT, period. Uh, all those people preying on his downfall proves it. Uh, and he wants the person that played Solo's music, the person who rang the bell and the referee, they should all be fired. <laughs> and uh, Mello says... I don't care what bloodline Solo Sakura is from. You came into my house. You took something from me. I'm still the A champion. And then he's interrupted by Chase U. Andre Chase says, look, we all saw what happened last week. And what we have right now is, and Melo says, don't do it. Don't you dare. Any other time, but not right now. This is not the time. This is serious business. Do not finish that line. Chase says, okay. What we have now is a teachable moment. Mello attacks. He gets knocked out of the ring. And suddenly we have a tag team match. It is Andre Chase and Bodie Hayward versus Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. Uh, I did like early on. Trick Williams comes in off a blind tag and drop kicks Andre Chase for two. And I actually did for once pay attention to the commentary because it was Wade Barrett saying that if he was a professor, he'd teach Bullhammer Basics. And use them on bloody Andre Chase for disrespecting the champion right here. Yeah. <laughs> Which is quite a, a, a story that they went on for, yes. for quite some time. Uh, Bodie Hayward came in, took over in the corner. Uh, Andre Chase comes back in and does the C-H-A-S-E-U spelling stomps, which is hugely over in the Wilborn household, as you yeah, can probably tell. Yeah, it is, eh? um, But then a springboard spinning clothesline drops Hayward. For two, they clear the ring, and it looks like um, Carmelo Hayes is about to hit his finish and get the victory, blah, blah, blah. But as Hayes springboards off the ropes, Chase catches him, ties him up. One, two, three. Andre Chase gives Carmelo Hayes, in the words of Vic Joseph, a teachable moment, a teachable moment. Ah! 
Love it. He's weird, Vic Joseph. Like, any this is odd, uh, very odd. As you point out, it could be the end of Carmelo's NXT run. Better be. It better be. Although you can't be losing Andre Chase. You know, fun as he is, it's yes. just yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. on the level. Um, yeah, there was very little to the match. It was only the result that I took anything away from. And I had the same thought, like, surely it's time. Get Trick on that main roster and get him working with some really great guys and put him in there for 20 minutes. Even though if I won't like it that often, he, he just needs a fast track to success. If he's got anything about him, they need to exploit it. I'm telling you, I've not been impressed with the promo guy in this company in years and years and years and years mm. as much as this fella. Yeah, exactly. Before they beat it out of him in yeah. NXT, get him up on the main roster. Yeah, I think um, uh, had yeah had it not been all the changes at the top and Vince been on the main roster control still, I would have been like, oh, no, this is the end. This is yeah. the end of everything. He's lost to Andre Chase, so if he stays here, he's kind of crap. And uh, if he goes up, then, yeah, Trick Williams is going to turn on him and be a heel in six weeks. But now I have, I have great confidence. So um, I was very happy when Andre Chase got the win, especially because it was such a surprise uh, and such a teachable moment. Um, we caught backstage, uh, and there are the APA. Sorry, no, uh, Gallus are uh, backstage in there. Backstage. Bear in mind, if you haven't seen the show, guys, they were backstage yeah. in the venue where the wrestling was promoted. Yeah, they have repurposed a table for cards and drinks and what have you, and there's a dartboard set up um, and a Scottish flag hanging in there. And uh, in comes uh, Boris Johnson, Fallon Henley, Sir Wanks-a-Lot. I never know if they're the same person, Boris Johnson and Sir Wanks-a-Lot, but it doesn't matter. You know what I'm talking about. I will say... Uh, Dumbass so wanks a lot, being so thick that he looks at a Scottish flag and asks, what's the X stand for? Stupid. You popped, though, didn't you? Yeah. I knew you would pop at this. I, re- I vividly recall watching this this morning. Oh, yeah, they got Wilborn. Yeah. Um, and they say, uh, I thought you guys would leave after Worlds Collide. And they're like, no, 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 we like it around here. I think we're going to stick around for a bit. There's nowhere else for them to go. What else are they going to do? They see Europe still under construction, I believe. Yeah. Um, and uh, And they go, oh, Oh, um, well, if you're going to stick around, I'll play some cards. Well, I'll take a seat at this table. Uh, and they say, oh, actually, no, no, piss off. This is this is the adults' table, the, the, the kids' tables down down there. Down there! Down there! <laughs> Go and play Go Fish or something with them. And, uh, yeah, and then this all calls everyone to get fired up, and they almost come to blow. Security have to step in. And there was a, there was a line you noticed here that uh, oh my god they said as the 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 melee was broken up yeah joe coffee i believe it was mm-hmm. said <laughs> yeah it's a oh, i'm trying to do the accent <laughs> well, I, was, I, was, I was going to cockney there <laughs> it's a men's pub yeah, this it. is a men's pub this is no it's not is it is it like the fox and the hound yeah is it the Yale Taster? Red Line. The Red Line, the Cannon? No, it's the NXT Performance Center. It's not a pub. It's not a it's not a pub. The idea that you've got like it's not even one of those things, right, where you've got like a, a, a shed and you've converted it to a bar and it's in your garden. Yeah. And it's like quite a cute thing of like, oh, I've got a bar. I think that's cool. Yeah. Well the has got one. <laughs> this isn't a pub. Right? <laughs> it's the performance center. 
the real man. Those times you're, you're a sad little boy pretending you're at a pub. It's like me. It's like me <laughs> converting the cupboard that keeps the Hoover at the What Culture office. Yes, We're just putting a stool in there, going, "Do you want to go to the pub?" Bitch? It's like no, I, I really don't want to do that. I don't. It's a pub. I, that's you do realize though. This is a bit of uh, you might clearly not picked up on this bit of LTST. Next week, a lawyer's going to debut and say, "Have you got the um, right?" Um, Things so you can distribute alcohol on these premises, and then that's that's where it's all going to start kicking off. Why invent things in your head? Don't give them ideas. Make it seem like something bad is going to be good, or something bad could have been worse. It's bad enough as it is, Wilborn. Speaking of which, uh, Von Wagner versus Sanger. Uh, Yes. Um, Unstoppable force meets the immovable object. They just clubbed at each other to start with, and I was like. Yay, I was loving this. Trading blows. Uh, Von Wagner got booted off the apron. Sanger had the uh, had the early advantage. Clotheslines him to the floor. Then, of course, Robert Stone, Mr. Stone, interferes, jumps into Sanger, who catches him. Um, he gets lifted up for a chokeslam, but Von Wagner saves his buddy and uh, chucks Sanger into the ring steps, gets him back in, oh, powers him up into a fireman's carry. Looked like at one point he was just going to fall forward, but fair play. A hell of a feat of strength. Yeah. Got him up, slammed him Big down. Big Vaughn. Big Vaughn gets the victory in the Clash of the Titans. Shut up, man, you stupid ass. Clash of the Titans. There's a bit where Sanger was trying to like run up to him, to Vaughn Wagner, and like do a move. And it's just like, my God, make it look like you're actually trying to hit him. Or like, you know what I mean? Like, he just, he ran or more accurately, like, jogged and then ground to a halt and then stood there knowing the next spot was Vaughn was meant to, like, back elbow him or, like, get in his way or something. It's like, right, okay, I'm going to give you ample opportunity to hit me now. It's like, no, dickhead, you're meant to run full pelt Mm. and be good. You always say about clotheslines, like, they don't duct take their head off. Yeah, absolutely. Like, make it look like you're actually going to do something and not just telegraph the counter by what, four or five steps away. Terrible pro wrestling. I loved it. Yes. And the good thing is, Von Wagner won, so he'll be more on telly, hopefully. Maybe even oh, get some pro promo time I like the best of seven with these boys. <laughs> best of seven! I love it, man. It was so stupid and fun. Uh, get a little video about Wesley. Uh, he talks about Mello and Trick doing a number on him. Uh, he's cleared now, though. And uh, he wants to compete uh, in the North American title qualifiers. Uh, he had the opportunity to get a bye, but he refused it because he wants to earn it. I like this babyface characteristic. I like Wesley, man. WWE doesn't do this often enough. Remember Shorty G when his opponent in the 2019 King of the Ring, I forget who it was, so I can't do it anymore. He's like, cool, I got a bye. Yeah, you do, but don't say that. You're yes. a babyface. You're meant to like want to relish... The opportunities that you get, and you want to earn them. So this is fine storytelling. Mm. Uh, and we cut backstage, and I think it's Mackenzie running through what potential Wesley has. When all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it's Lucio's up, guys. <laughs> oh, stacks! Yeah, you're just lucky that because you were. Uh, yeah, you interrupted. In fact, I feel like I can't. What a touching hallmark moment from I just can't really do it justice. Stax, yeah. Do you want to uh, do you want to read this? Yeah, go on then. Okay, that's right, boss. <laughs> what a touching hallmark moment for our man Wesley, huh? 
What this kid's got rocks for brains. What a stunad. You should always take the free ride. This kid's gonna regret his decision because next week for a qualifying match, he is taking on the Don of NXT. Nailed that, Stacks. Well done, Stacks. You took your big moment. Yeah. And you absolutely nailed it. I mean, I think I know what's going to happen. Wax for brains. <laughs> I think I know what's going to happen next week because I've heard Tony D's got injured, so. Yeah, that sucks. But I will have fun nevertheless previewing this. And, uh, yeah, I think Stax did a stellar job in Tony D's stead here. Yeah, absolutely. So I like the fact that we've, we've put him over Tony D on the podcast and now on the telly, they're like, yeah, don't, don't need Tony D to cut that promo. Get Stax to Get do Get Stax in there. No, I think Starks, honestly, mate, you did a really good job there. He said, yeah. You want something new from Stacks? Always, man, always. Got a joke for you. Oh, Stacks! You want to hear it? Yeah, of course. I've been working on this all week. Okay. You know, I uh, got in trouble with the Super Soaker Mafia the other day. Any of this? Seen this? I haven't, no, I've not, not, in fact, heard of the Super Soaker Mafia. Super Soaker Mafia, yeah, it's a thing, it's a real thing on this. Uh, okay, I believe you for the purposes of the jokes. Huh? What happened to me? I got put in the wetness protection program. Huh? Are you having that? The wetness protection program. It's the way I tell them. Bye, Stax. He needs a bit of work. Stand up. Um, what came next? A promo from Gary Gans. Good passionate promo, this. Uh, he's pissed. The, pa- well, the thing I love about NXT is the passion. Mm. Preaching about peace and compassion, he says to, to Joe Gacy and the gay ads, collectively known, of course. Uh, he says, next week you won't find either of them. Cameron Grimes is going to chop down the Gizim's sh- tree. Chuck it in the wood chipper and use the fuel to go. They're doing the thing again, aren't they? But also, like making you think too much about the imagery. Yeah, yeah. Also, I didn't realize it was a wood burning stove that operated rockets. I've got to be honest. I thought yeah, it was I know, engine. I know, I know. I thought it was like you know, like fossil fuels. Not like someone you know, in like the old Rocket films, on a train, and they're like, we need more coal or whatever. He's like, we're not quite getting out of the atmosphere. Chuck some more kindling in there or something. So I thought it kind of threw me a little bit. This yeah. a wood, a wood, wood fire rocket ship. <laughs> but I, I love passion from. Uh, I've got a question actually. It's, uh, is he? Is he? Is he? <laughs> the weather protection program. He's a- that's not a question, but he's ruined it. He's ruined it. I'll give him one more chance, one more chance. Hi, Starks. You all right, man? <laughs> yeah, buddy, you're still laughing about the whole wetness protection <laughs> program stuff. Oh, that was hard not to... Not to I'm yeah. still here. Okay, St- Starks. Yep. Just out of curiosity, um, Cameron Grimes is talking about, um, like... Fueling a rocket <laughs> in a wood fire oven. Yeah. I suspect you know what actually goes into a wood fire oven. Yeah. Pizza! You gotta put the pizza in there! You gotta cook pizza! Yeah, you do. Thanks, Starks. Well done. Hey, uh, one more thing. The wetness protection. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye, Starks. <laughs> bye. See you later, mate.
bit of stacks. Hopefully it'll be good if you didn't meet stacks today. Yeah, I'm sure. Maybe I'll text him. And say, you heard of the Super Soaker Mafia. Do you, do you like his joke like Will Bond? I am... Um, I'm not surprised you. I did. I did like okay, that joke. Okay, yeah. okay. And in fact, I think you should tell more. And maybe that'll be a... Think he's the eleven of the joke for us next week? If I remember, yeah. If he remembers, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Make it, make it better, Stack. <laughs> you're going to maximise your minutes. I don't usually do special guests on this podcast, um, so he's in a privileged position. He is. You know, if he's telling terrible jokes... I've never heard of the Super Soaker Mafia, have you? No. Grayson <laughs> Bloody Waller versus Oro Mensah in the uh, qualifying match for the North American Championship ladder match. I, another reason why I love Grayson Waller, I realise I say this every week, Oro Mensah came out and it cut to Grayson Waller and he was just vibing to that yeah. theme. He was like, this is a banger. Um, and uh, yeah, then just smacks uh, Oro to start. Um Waller, uh, Waller dominated early on, caught him with a short arm clothesline. Uh, he put him in a wrist lock, and Aura flips up and then just gets slammed straight back down. Uh, Mensa gets dropped with a pop-up belly-to-back suplex. Uh, Waller unloads forearms on the mat. He even gets in the old hammer and anvil elbows. Where have I seen them before? Yeah. Um, Mensa gets back up, spinning kick to the head. Uh, Waller neck snaps him across the top and loads up for that running stunner. And then, out of nowhere, who should appear with a bleeding eye? Jesus Christ, this is great. A bolo cruise. Uh, this distracts Waller. He gets hit with a dive by Mensa, chucks him back in there. Spinning heel kick gets the victory. And uh, a bolo cruise with his bleeding eye looks on. I love how it's just getting worse. I go to the doctor. If I, if I had, like, that bad of an eye, yeah. I would say, you know what, maybe I'm just really tired. And uh, now you suddenly get, like, burst capillaries yes. in your eyes, like the blood vessels or whatever. I think they're the same thing, to be honest. You'd think, oh, God, oh, that's embarrassing. So I usually sort of, like, elegant look a little bit ruined yeah. because I just look tired. And, oh, buddy, I'll have uh, burst some capillaries. Oh, that's a shame. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, well, I'm sure it'll clear up in a few yeah. days. These things often do. And three days pass by, and you think, all right, I'm bleeding out my eye. Yeah. Um, what I should do is not go out on national television. I should probably get this remedied. Yeah. By a medical professional. Yeah, I, I remember when I Of had... which I have access to, like that. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm an athlete, a professional athlete. I remember when I had, like, a slightly... Is it conjunctivitis you can get? Like yeah. Like a gunky eye. Yeah, yeah. And I, it was, like, the end of the world for me. Uh, I was like... You know, I had drops, and I was like, I can't do it myself. Someone else has to do it. Like, it was, and it was, you know, a slight bit of, like I say, a weird eye. There wasn't blood coming out know, of it. I know. Well, works There's work. literally a doctor at ringside, mm -hmm. right? There's, there are medical trained staff at ringside in case of the unfortunate um, occurrence of injury. So why didn't Apollo Crews just go, there's something to worry about. And the doctor was like, yeah. But, you know, unfortunately, it's a supernatural phenomenon. Yeah, that I don't know what to do with. <laughs> the, new, the world might want to know, but you know, it just happens. Sure, it's uh, uh, it happens around this time of year. It's extreme rules, and that means ice stuff. Ice death. Um, but uh, for once, I will say a distraction finish that worked because someone playing a theme or somewhere in wandering out to ringside, you think, come on, get your head in the game. But yeah, if one of your fellow professionals is bleeding from the eye, you would kind of think. Sorry, are you all right? I know we've had our issues, but are you all right? 
and then in comes Mensa. If you, if you just walked in to the office mm. with blood pouring out of your eye, you'd probably still be going, hey! Yeah. So what do you mean? Look at me bloody eye. <laughs> Look what I've got and bloody done. Hey, get it, bloody? Get it? It's that super soaker mafia. Have you got, have you got the super soaker bit? Of the, no. uh, Creed brothers are training in their dojo and just arguing over who's going to kill Damon Kemp first. Uh, Julius concedes. Toss a coin. Concedes to Brutus what he said. You can do it. You just have to end his career. <laughs> I quite like this. Yeah, um, yeah and that's going to happen next week. This show next week is... It's just bonkers. We also got a, a video package highlighting the debut of Sol Ruka, who's the surfer girl. He's also now a musician. Who can play a little little guitar, what are they called? Ukulele. Ukulele. Yeah. It's next week's show's bonkers, mate. So it's, it's so stupid. Like this vignette. I'm most at home, right? In the middle of the ocean. I'm scared of that. But to her, it's a calm. Yeah. She wants to be a, a combat athlete. What? <laughs> What's the furthest from the ocean? A wrestling ring. Yeah. You like the calm of the ocean. Cool. Stay there. If she doesn't use a surfboard, I'm going to be furious. Like either the move or just bringing one to ringside now. I've yes. said it. Both. Yeah. Both. Uh, and then we got main event time, the number one contenders match. Tyler Beat versus J.D. McDonough. Um... And Brombreaker, uh, along with uh, another uh, lad from, from Connors Cure, came out. A lovely moment yet again. Oh, I do like this. Keep yeah. this every week. Um, I, I was listening to Brian and Vinny review NXT 2.0, and they said, the only bad thing about this is that the gimmicks are better than they have on NXT 2.0. <laughs> and yes. it's genuinely true. Um, Kid was just just overwhelmed by it all, which is understandable. And Brombreaker uh, went on commentary for this match. Um, and as much as... Yes, this is two losers fighting for another opportunity. My God, did they make it good fun to watch. Uh, early on, they just sort of trade cradles. Then a double knockdown sends us to break. When we come back, Tyler Biat is trapped in a Boston Crab. Eventually, uh, McDonough has to break the hold. Uh, and then McDonough takes a wild bump over the top to the floor. Bate follows that up with a dive in front of Bron Breaker at the announce desk. And there's a whole thing there. Um Bate got a standing shooting star for a near fall, another near fall after a, a wild-looking airplane spin. Uh, but McDonough cut him off. Uh, got low, uh, Bate got low bridge to the outside. An Asai moonsault from McDonough, which looked beautiful. 450 splash gets a great near fall. And uh, when that doesn't work, he picks him up and brain busters Bate, which looked brutal as well. Get into a real slugfest. Um, uh, McDonough wobbled a bit, but then he manages to counter the Tyler driver. Um, Bate comes in with some counters of his own. Um, Bate springs off the ropes, gets hit with a running Spanish fly from JD McDonough. Um, and it looks like Madonna's got the advantage there. And then I think this was the bit where Bate just kicks from the sitting position. McDonough right on his jaw, or maybe punches him. Um, and they both sort of collapse to the mat to fight forever chance, which is uh, appropriate for once here. Um, they tease a huge Tyler driver off the top rope, uh, but McDonough just winds up with a big headbutt to Tyler Bate. Spanish fly off the top. McDonough hits the devil inside and gets the victory. J.D. McDonough appears to be the new number one contender for Brombreaker's uh, NXT championship. And then who should come out 
for a surprise appearance, but the former NXT UK champion and one of the best wrestlers uh, yet to appear uh, in terms of the leap from NXT One of the best wrestlers in the company. Yeah. Uh, Ilya Dragunov is who I'm talking about. I did like, I'll put him over here, JD McDonough's reaction, which was just, no! (laughs) Uh, And they get into the ring, and there's the three of them all staring at each other, triple stare down to close out the show. Well, it's a triple threat, just not the one that Hamfler predicted. Um, this match, elements of it were outstanding. And for me to get really, really into it, considering I just hate J.D. McDonough, like, was a credit to how well it was worked. The bit, the first normal Spanish fly, that completely dropped my jaw because the, the sequence beforehand was so convoluted. And mm. again, they were exchanging the momentum so furiously that I did not expect that to be the big twist of it. I thought it was phenomenal. Um, so well worked. I still hate the Devlin McDonough punch out sequence. They always look so crap. It's meant to convey like hatred and com- competition and desperate flailing for advantage. And it just looks like the worst punches I've ever seen in my life. Um, so I always hate that feature of his matches, more bug. But my God, there was a bit where um, they were really doing good wrestling as opposed to crap boxing, mm-hmm. where Tyler Bate flipped out of a move. Mm. And it wasn't like um, a sort of a sunrise rotation. It was like, I don't know how what shape was this. It looked like, right, imagine you've got... Uh, a walking stick, yeah. two walking sticks, and you put them together. It was like, an, it, I just don't know how he got up and down so yes. quickly and landed on his feet. It was phenomenal agility on the part of Tyler Bate. That was loaded with drama, that sequence, and this match was a damn fine TV main event. Yeah, and uh, the addition of Ilya Dragunov makes it all the more interesting. Get him on SmackDown. Just do the Walter thing again. Yeah, yes, yeah, a good point. Um, but uh, in the interim... Triple threat with these three should be a load of fun, to be fair. And, yeah, a lot better than, like you say, just a straight-up rematch between Patrick Bateman and, and Bron Breaker. I hope that McDonough takes the fall so they can do Gunther, uh, Gunther Dragunov, Breaker as a singles, because I just think that should be great. Yeah, Breaker's going to hit him with everything, and Dragunov's just going to still be there. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be amazing. Uh, but, yeah, decent way to close out this show, and there's still hope for 2.0, I think it's fair to say. I honestly don't think that the, the, the very essence of this show is going away anyway. Such a relief. Let us know your thoughts uh, on everything on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch there. You can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... Um, Sidgwick. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcasts, me and Sidge back later on today to look ahead to AEW Dynamite Grand Slam. Five title matches. A fairly big show coming our way this evening from AEW. But for now, this has been the NXT but oh review my thanks to uh to michael sidgwick my thanks to to stacks to the super soaker mafia thank you for joining us and we'll see you soon ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.